Um, I think the last words are you are whole, you are beautiful, and you have everything you need to be well again. If you're a healthcare professional or work in the wellness area, this episode is dedicated to you. Hearing Dr. Peggy's message regarding burnout will not only resonate, but will serve as encouragement that you too can recover and get your life back after the trauma you've experienced from the pandemic. Dr. Peggy Glasson is a Duke-trained certified integrative health coach with several other certifications as a life and wellness coach and holds a doctoral degree in natural health. She has been a nurse for over four decades and specialized in critical care nursing for 30 years. Her passion is to coach nurses by exploring all dimensions of their lives, physically and emotionally. She has inspired women from all over the globe to continue their success as a professional woman while finding time for living a life of more contentment, better health, and more peace of mind. Follow our show and bookmark our podcast so you don't miss out on our fantastic Matrix mentors. Welcome, Dr. Peggy. Welcome to the Organic Matrix. Well, thank you so much for the privilege of being on this wonderful show that you're making a difference for everyone out there. Well, my um, my background is I, I've been in the nursing industry, as, as you mentioned, in critical care for 30 years. Um, I think you covered a lot about me, uh, but what's different now is after having suffered burnout um, and then becoming a a certified coach and getting my doctorate. My life is different now. And that's what I want to help people with because I know where all of your listeners are now. I've been there. I've done that. And I'm in a different place now. And I want the same for you. No, I have a lot of young nurses in my family and friends of mine. They're going to be the first people that I send this podcast to. I'm really excited to dive in and burn out our fellow nurses, they've been under a lot of stress and work. Yes, they sure have. Can you tell us about what integrative health is? Well, you know, when we look at integrative health, we look at just to look at the whole well-being of everybody. We have about 12 different dimensions from eating to moving to relationships to love to uh, intimacy. And the list goes on and on and on. And that's a, that's a model that I work from to you know, look at each area of health because with, with, of your, of your life, actually, uh, because if one area is out of balance, it's going to affect one other area or maybe several other areas. Everything's connected. So for example, if you have issues with eating, it can affect other areas like intimacy, relationships, moving, uh, thinking, you know, sometimes our mindset is what really gives us the problem, you know? So everything is connected and that's what it means by integrative. I love your answer. It, it makes me connect a past interview I had with uh, my guest, a guest, Daniel Blue. He was a CEO. He was a guest that said something very unique about burnout compared to the other guests that I had. And he said he personally believes burnout can be prevented. And he believes that it's a symbol of an area of our life and those disciplines are out of balance. So that makes me, that rings a bell for me. A lot of people don't realize how much the, the gut flora affect the way our minds process the information around us. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you pick 
So, as you said, there's so many different areas. You know, we can have headaches. Well, where's that coming from? You know, is it coming from the stress, the lack of sleep, or is it coming from your gut? So, you know, we have to look at everything. Can you tell us about how your days were as a critical care nurse and how that used to look like? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Insanity. Um, as all nurses will relate, my day would start with report, right? You always go in, you try to see, oh, my God, what am I going to be thrown at today? You know, and of course, I would normally have uh, two critically ill patients on ventilators, multiple lines, tubes, monitors, every machine you can think of, ECMO sometimes. And then it was go time. Then that's when you didn't stop. Once you got that report and you were in front of that patient or patients, you kept going, continuously monitoring patient status, listening to doctor's orders, making the necessary changes. They would shout at you throughout the day, um, changes to patient's regime, whether it was uh, changes in medication, IV drips, charting. Uh, you, you know, that charting was another part of your day. You had it document like crazy, right? Uh, picking up orders. And of course, the other part of my typical day would be to be present with the families to ensure what their need that their needs were met. Because really, you never just take care of a patient. You're taking care of the patient and their family because they need support during that time. Thank you. Wow. You know, the other thing I wanted to mention, which makes me laugh now when I'm thinking about it, the other part of my day was... Um, I think your listeners will really relate to this. I was on the grab and go diet. And what that means is you run to the nurse's lounge, you know, use the restroom, shove whatever you can down, down your throat and return to your patients as soon as possible. Right. So, so that was also a part of like, you didn't really have really good breaks. Um, they were just whatever you could fit in. And I think that was another part of my day in critical care was really, you know, what's going on? What is, you know, what is not being taken care of? And generally it was ourselves. And I think um, I think all nurses would relate to that. With the grab and go diet and having all these machines that you had to maintain, how often would you feel wave spells of burnout coming you know, when, you know, it, this is a really good question because most people don't even know they're burned out. They don't. I didn't. Uh, I did not know I was burning out. I think, you know, I, at the time being a single mother part of the time with aging parents and studying for my doctorate, I just kept going without regard to my needs because I wasn't thinking about me. I was thinking about what do I have to do next? Right. Um, like for instance, when you go to bed, right. You, you wake up in the middle of the night. The first thing I would think about is what's on my to-do list? What time do I have to get up? What, what do I have to do for the family? And, um, you know, I never missed a day. I never missed a day of work despite very little sleep, digestive issues, and having severe headaches pretty much every day. But it wasn't until I realized having a standing appointment with your neurologist is not normal. <laughs> but this is when I realized something had to change. And I realized I really was burning the candle at both ends, right? And uh, that it wasn't working. So, so that was, you know, how often do you experience it? I don't know that you know you're experiencing it, experiencing it until you're affected, and you have to do something about it because you're either losing passion. And I know a lot of 
people with burnout, um, especially nurses, also suffer from compassion fatigue. And compassion fatigue is when you lose your passion for those that you're caring for, and it's sort of a disconnect. So, and it's painful. It's very painful for, especially for people who are so passionate about helping people to sort of, they just can't do it anymore. Can you give us more empathy on how patients can view our nurses on how they can get this compassion burnout? I think they know, quite frankly, they're just getting, they're just feeling left out, I would imagine. I, but honestly, I don't know the answer to that directly. I never asked a patient about it, um, but I can only surmise that they get it in the energy a person has when they walk into the room. And I've done classes on body language. Um, I know a lot of nurses today because they are so overwhelmed and they're just trying to get it done. And that's what happens with compassion fatigue. Just get it done and get out of there. Right. And oftentimes they'll have a little computer next to the bedside, you know, typing up notes. I know in the, the bigger facilities have the, the computers right, right at the bedside. Um, but they will not be looking directly at the patient. They'll be over here somewhere. And that's they lose that direct eye contact. A patient can tell when they're not being fully present. Um, and I don't know that they know it's compassion fatigue per se, but it's got to feel pretty awful for the patient's to notice that they're just doing a job like a robot. They're not giving them, you know, and another thing is what I always teach nurse, new nurses. I used to teach a lot of new nurses when they would come in. So I'd been doing it for so long. And I'd say, you know, when you go in the room, if there is a chair, they're sit down on the chair and be eye, eye level with them because that's a sign of true respect. You know, lean in. Listen, let them know you're using your body language to hear, hear what they they're saying, hear what they're feeling. Just, you know, do do that extra step. It will make all the difference in the world to that patient. I believe me, it will. Um, I know I always tried to do that. Um, and it was after I learned more about all these other skill sets that I started to pass them on to newer nurses. That's wonderful. And I'm really glad that you put a term to this phenomenon because this is my first time hearing about compassion fatigue. And I think that a lot of professionals go through this um, with, with, with sales, like the, the appropriate way of sales, this new way that I'm learning about sales, about being compassionate, being a servant first. Way on yeah. And, and, you know, the, 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 the saddest part is I would say most burnouts have compassion fatigue thrown in there. Um, some people don't. Some people are still have the passion, but they're physically just spent, you know. But a lot of people do get that that cut, that uh, disconnect. And when you realized that you had burnout, how did you choose to remedy it? How did you, how did you <laughs> plan on structuring your life to? I, I love this question because this was in the early 90s. Um, I mean, I've been a nurse for over 40 some years. So, you know, back then they didn't use the term burnout. There was no such thing. It was just your dog tired. You can't do it anymore. You're just you feel awful. You're not sleeping. You're eating terribly. Uh, you know, everything just seems to not be in sync in your life because you're so exhausted. But um, I it wasn't 
you know, it was in the in the early 90s, I decided to look at alternative modalities to heal. And what's interesting, um, how I came about that was actually I was looking to figure out why our society was so sick and what were they doing in all these other areas in other like Eastern medicine, Ayurvedic, Chinese medicine. And so that's what happened. I was curious about that, but in the same time, I was learning how to heal myself. Um, I read everything I could read on all those different modalities. And um, I, I read myself into my master's and doctorate, shall I say. And uh, the one thing that stood out was they had a common thread of incorporating some kind of meditation, some kind of centering in their day. And that was something I didn't do, nor <laughs> did many of my friends do. It was, you know, not only, of course, and, and the way they eat is different and everything else, but that was uh, a pr- big ha-ha moment for me. I I loved the fact that I realized there was some help out there uh, to just change my lifestyle. And that was how it came about. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a beautiful origin story. When did you learn how to apply your holistic measures to cope with your burnout? So when you were studying, was it a trial and error thing or did you work with a, a professional? I, I, I think the first thing I learned and the first thing I incorporated was number one, acknowledge it. Um, and of course... You know, today I would tell people seek some help if you, if possible, whether it is a coach, whether it is a mentor, whether it's someone else that understands it and can help you with it. But the one thing that I did learn right away was that, and I know everybody's going to relate to this. You have to learn to create some me time. And I know people say, I don't have time. But this is the hardest first step in recovery since people that are burned out, of course, don't feel they have the time. I didn't believe it myself. But the key is to start with five minutes a day of silence, just being quiet, closing your eyes without any interference, and just notice your breath going in and going out. That's the first step, just because you know you can find five minutes. And but, you know, it can be still, you know, other things are going to take precedent. But if you're really serious about beginning the journey, that's the first most important thing. I do a whole class on how to create time for for yourself. And there's a lot of little things you can do to figure that out, uh, which is what I teach in one of my classes. But there is a um, one of my mentors from Duke integrative medicine I wrote a book called five good minutes it's in amazon if you want to look for it but it's a hundred practices each day 
you know, a hundred different practices that you can do in five minutes that will help keep you calm during the day. And I always thought that was such a wonderful way to approach it, right? It's brand new. You're trying to figure out how do I get me time? Take five minutes. You did it. Tomorrow, maybe you'll take six. That sounds like a lovely book and I love your advice and you're right. Me time is so important. Five minutes neurologically go a very long way. Like the shape of our brain and studies with five to seven minutes of meditation daily literally changes the amount of gray matter that we have in the brain. It does. It it creates new neural pathways and and that's what we all need to do. We've created the neural pathway to be exhausted and negative and you know, do all the things we're doing. And now we have to create new ones. What inspired you to become a coach, a coach for nursing out of, out after you studied for your doctorate? Because I'm, that's me. It's, I, it was, I went through all of it, everything, every single thing about it, I went through and I had to conquer it. And nurses are my own. I understand them. I understand what they're going through. And I, I am truly passionate about helping them. And that's basically why. I love it. And I think what you're doing is so noble and important. My Matrix member, is it, I hope you don't have to step into the hospital, but if you have walked into an emergency unit, it is. it could be pretty wild, especially if you live in New York City. I really am really excited for more people on our coast to find your work because it's not often you. you're a, a nurse, a, co- a nurse coach. And it's, and I feel like it should be something more, common at least maybe something that their union can invest in well that probably won't happen (laughs) i worked in new york and i know the union and it could be a little tough but i think it's up to us to empower ourselves to take that step and yeah should that should there be a program without a doubt i i hope that happens someday um but i know um and i don't want to be negative here but, you know, when you want to institute a program, you know, it's dollar signs that these big corporations think about. And it's not an area that they're willing to spend money in at this point. Well, I hope somebody in this administration is listening. And I want to say that there will be more money if less nurses are burnt out. You will get better production. You'll have better reviews and you'll have happy workers, which goes a very long way. So I'll. It- does that's wonderful oh my gosh samantha that's wonderful and it's true it's true and you know you think about uh customer service ratings you know that's another big thing that um administration looks at how how are we perceived by the customer with our service well obviously it's going to be it's going to be skyrocketing if nurses are taken care of absolutely Can you tell us a story of a client that inspired you during your coaching journey? Oh, yes. I had this one woman, and she was a nurse. She worked in pediatric ICU, very stressful. Um, It was a big institution. And she also had a lot of responsibilities with a difficult aging parent. I remember she, she really had a tough time with her, her, her dad. And she also had a family at home to care for. And she came in with weight issues, early diabetes, difficulty setting boundaries, relationships 
relationship conflicts with the care of her father because of her father's partner. So it was a lot of things. She was really stressed out, but she was determined to get better, to improve not only her physical health and get some of those numbers down, but she really wanted to take care of the stress level she was going through. And what was so impressive was we worked together uh, both individually and through a group because I had a one group that followed me for five years straight every week. And it was really kind of cool because they got support from each other too. But um, she was determined and she, um, she made some decisions and each week she, she'd make a little change. You know, we, she, of course she had a, me as accountability and, um, she, she stuck with every single thing she said she was going to stick to, which is as a coach, you don't see that too often. Usually people say, well, I, I, yeah, I'm going to do it this week, but oftentimes other things get in the way where they forget they were going to do it, or they just, it, it's just not there or they're just not committed enough right and she was amazing she her commitment to adhere to her plan was exemplary and she lost weight her blood sugar scores came right down and she came off some of her meds and her relationships improved you know, she wasn't as stressed. You know, when you walk in, if you're with somebody that's a little confrontational and you're already stressed, the energy just continues between the two of you, right? So um, she was able to, um, eventually she made a hard decision to retire early and she's now enjoying her life. That is such an inspiring story. And I, it I really love- was. Hmm? Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Oh, my my pleasure. I, I love success stories. And wow, was I happy that she had some good results. But she did the work. Sounds like she had a lot of discipline to be able to carry through with everything that she said. Well, you know, when we say discipline, you're right. But discipline is connected with your why. Why do you want to make the changes? What's How is your life going to be different if you make these changes? And that's more important than anything. Because if you can hold on to a really important reason, uh, you know, she, I know her reason, her why, was her kids were getting older and her son was engaged. She said, I want to be healthy enough to play on the floor with my grandchildren. So you see what I'm saying? She had an important visual and a good reason that she was not going to miss out on her grandchildren. She says, I want to live long enough. And at the rate I'm going, I'm not going in a very good direction, you know. So I would I would, you know, impress upon everybody when you want to change. Look at what's making you want to change that badly that you're going to take that long journey because it doesn't happen overnight. Absolutely. That's so inspiring. I especially love that a few lifestyle adjustments helped her get off her medication. To me, it's like such a big deal because a lot of us get diagnosed and we believe it's a sentence, something that we have to live with. And You're right. Yeah. To hear somebody get off their medication is so inspiring because I know so many people in their 50s, they dream of getting off their medication and they mm-hmm. have no idea what to do to regulate their bodies, to get away from it. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Um, there's so many other things than just saying I'm going to do it. You have to know 
how to do it and what is it that you want to change first? Like, for instance, I know there's a lot of um, people that come in with other changes from burnout. I mean, maybe they're not sleeping. Now, we know you have to sleep a certain amount every single night because that's the time when your body repairs and regenerates right so you look at that then there's a people with weight loss i mean you got again it comes back to um really looking deeply at to what what's going to change in your life and why do you want to do it can you tell us about your personal mission and your program that you're offering to nurses well you know my my mission of course is to bring awareness to burnout to, to women that burnout affects every part of our well-being, not just you're tired or, you know, it's not one thing. Um, it's important to look beyond the exhaustion and peak. Take a peek. How's your relationship? Have you been avoiding sex for a long time? You know, it's like it affects everything, your physical and your emotional health. Think about and ask yourself, am I really happy? Am I really content? You know, and chances are, if you're burned out, you're not. You've lost your passion. And, you know, the the, the exhaustion and um, the discontentment and just being plain, you know, burnout is burnout. It's <laughs> just plain exhausted. Um, it will it will take a toll on every part of your your being. So really look at all the areas. So much, Dr. Peggy. And we're reaching the closing of our podcast episode. And I have three fun questions for you. It's our rapid fire. Are you ready? Oh, sure. Go. <laughs> what was the last thing that you read? Oh, this is easy. The Manual for Mind, Body, and Nutrition, which is a part of the program I'll be offering in January, since most women with burnout have developed a lot more weight during the pandemic because they've had poor eating behaviors. So that's what I was reading. That's perfect. And I can relate to that. If you can only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? You know, what comes up is seafood. I love seafood. Thank goodness it wasn't like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing that can instantly make your day better? Oh my gosh, music. I love two things that that really flipped my switch. Seeing one of my grandchildren is definitely on the top. But if I'm by myself and they're not around, definitely listening to music because I it just switches, you know, and it's also activity. You know, they say if you want to change your mind, change your what your body is doing, and it means Stand up, dance like a fool, do whatever you have to do to get out of that place when you need to make a better day. Would you like to give a last words of advice for our Matrix members? I have to think about that. I think the last words are you are whole, you are beautiful, and you have everything you need to be well again. In the description below, there will be a link to a completely free Zoom where you can enroll in a free workshop to find out how you can get on a virtual retreat with Dr. Peggy. The link will be in the description below. All feedback is welcomed and helps us serve our fellow Matrix members. To stay up to date with our Matrix mentors and what we have in store for you, bookmark our website and subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel. 
It was great to have you on the Organic Matrix Show, and we'll be seeing you on the following download.